Hey, bitches. Welcome back. Uh, this is Moody. A true crime podcast. I'm Tamara. I'm Azriella. <laughs> and today is Azriella's turn. But first, I was watching a TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. And it said that your soulmate will text you while this sound is playing. <laughs> Guess who messaged me? Ooh. My sister, Megan. <laughs> She, she sent me a TikTok, and I was like, I told her, I said, that came on when you messaged me, and she was like, are you sure it didn't say cellmate? And I was like, okay. Period. Period. I love the hanger on the ball. Thank you. Um, it's for Depop Aesthetics. <laughs> Alright, so um, this case that I'm doing this week is going to be on Elisa Lamb from the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> okay. Yes. You've yeah, been yeah. waiting for this one. <laughs> it is because of the Netflix fucking <laughs> documentary they came out with. I haven't seen it's it. Oh, I started watching it. Yeah. It's really fucking good. I was like, I'm going to do this. So, um, anything you want to say before we get started? <laughs> God, May, girls. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Anyways, alright. You're like, any last words before you die? (laughs) Oh my god. Alright. Let's take a gander here. Alright. So, the Suiza Hotel was made in 1920, and when it first was made, it had 700 rooms. That's a lot. Um, It was very popular. A lot of people stay there, a lot of celebrities, a lot of just like, you know, up class people. The rich, you know, can't relate. <laughs> then, after the, uh, again, the Great Depression, is that what it was? The other Great Depression? In the 20s? What was it? In the 20s? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I was like, do I know my history? <laughs> it started going really down here. It was, they started, like, making a lot of business because nobody really had any money. And then it became more of a site for people who were lower class and a lot of like drug deals went on there a lot of suicides and even murders went on there more than like people can count and fast forward to 2012 elisa lamb was posting on her tumblr and was like hey like i want to go somewhere maybe i should like check out some hotels like because she's from vancouver canada she really wanted to get my her family was very strict about it when she told them about this hotel and like she showed them the pictures and everything and like, it looked beautiful absolutely gorgeous and they're like okay you can go as long as like you message us every day call us every day make sure that you're okay at this time she's she's 21 years old and she's in college and her parents were like you can't go unless you text us every day yeah uh, her parents are very strict yes couldn't relate uh, <laughs> she is one of two kids and she's a sister she was known as very outgoing and friendly. Even like when she first got to the hotel, the manager said how talkative she was and like just how like nice she was in general. She would post a lot on Tumblr and had like quite the following on Tumblr. Uh, her name was I'm sorry if I butchered this Novelle Nouve. It was spelled N O U V E L L E dot N O U V E A U. You can still find her Tumblr right now to this day. Um, I'll get more on that later on. 
she gets to the Cecil Hotel and she planned on staying there for a couple days from the 28th to the 1st of February. So she got there January 28th and then was supposed to leave February 1st. The last time her family had heard from her was on January 31st. She had been calling her family every day and they didn't get a call that day and they were freaking out. So they ended up calling the Los Angeles police from Canada. They were like, this is not like her. She's a very well-behaved child. She would never just like not message us when we specifically asked her to message us or call us when she's there or every night just to make sure she's alive. Yeah. And so the police were like, okay, we'll like look into this. So they go to the hotel and they start asking questions and that people said like, you know, they haven't really seen her. Though there was one sighting of her. So she was seen in one of like the rooms where it was for employees only and they had asked her to leave. At that moment they said that she seemed like kind of off and she seemed like maybe she was on drugs or something. And like I said before, she was a really well behaved kid, which was like really weird for her to be on drugs. Which I mean like obviously people like experience like what they want to experience yeah. or whatever, but coming from like everyone that knew her, it wasn't something that she was interested in. The police started going, like, to the manager and everything, asking them questions. When she was supposed to check out, the hotel, like, obviously goes into the room and makes sure everything's gone. Her belongings were still there, so the hotel actually took them and put them in their compartment for, like, items that, like, get missing and stuff like that. It was kind of messing with the evidence. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> crime scene or whatever, because that was all her belongings. The things that she actually left behind were her laptop, her medication, her wallet, and her, all her clothes. So essentially things like medicine that you wouldn't just leave if you were, like, planning on going elsewhere. Yeah, Yeah. especially with her laptop and, like, all her clothes, too. Like, you wouldn't just leave that. Yeah. I guess the room was messy when uh, they walked in. It wasn't, like, someone ransacked it, but it it was, like, someone was staying in there. There was no forced entry zones in the hotel room at all. It looked, like, normal. Just a little backstory on the Cecil Hotel a lot of people um claim that it looks so beautiful from like the outside and then when they get into like the lobby it's extremely nice like there's chandeliers everywhere like it it looks so nice when they get into the rooms they look really nasty this couple claimed that the rugs were sticky there was dust everywhere uh it looked like no one had cleaned in there the bed sheets were dirty and just like not taken care of at all that's weird yeah, that's it's really weird because like, why would you take so much care of the lobby and not take care of the rooms as well? When they started investigating as many people as possible, like most of the employees, said that, like they didn't see her, but except for the place where like there was no guests allowed, and they asked her to leave. So then the investigators start checking the footage from like all around. There was no cameras found on like her floor, which is really really weird. Why wouldn't you have a camera on every single floor? They ended up going through the elevator footage to see if they could see her leaving. So they start going through 24 hours of footage. Like, they stood there for 24 hours going through all the footage. And they finally found a two-minute clip of her, which I'm sure most of you guys know the, like, the infamous clip of her in the elevator. Where she starts walking to the elevator, and she slowly starts pressing all the buttons on the elevator. Uh, the panel. Uh, and she hides into the corner. And... She stays there for like a few seconds and then she goes and sticks her head out really fast out of the elevator and looks around. Uh, She comes back into the elevator and the door doesn't close so then she ends up leaving. But like before she leaves you see her in the corner, the left hand corner of the elevator, just standing there looking around. 
a lot of people think she was on drugs, like ecstasy or like another like type of party drug. Some other theories was that like uh, she was trying to escape from somebody, which is why like she pressed so many buttons to try to like maybe trick somebody that she was like taking the elevator. People did find out that that she had bipolar disorder, which some people like suggested that maybe she was having like a psychotic break, which kind of upsets me personally because like. I don't know if I ever talked about it on the podcast, but I do have bipolar disorder. And I know it differs from person to person, but it's just like, I don't think that it would be like a psychotic break like that. It might be a manic episode, but not a psychotic break. Yeah. I just don't like the way they worded that. Yeah. Some people also claim that the video might have been tampered with because in some parts of the footage, it looks like it's really slowed down and looks like it's uh, like kind of blurry in some areas. So people think that maybe like, they're trying to cover up something and don't want them to like find out what's going on while the police were searching for some like her body or or, like or just her in general some people started complaining that the water in the hotel and in the kitchen was black and had like a really weird taste to it and then february 19th uh santiago lopez a maintenance worker ended up finding her body in one of the water tanks on top of the building and these tanks were the water that was provided to the guest rooms the kitchen and the coffee shop next door yeah so all these places were getting like black water it tasted funny who no one seemed to know that like it was because there was a dead decomposing body in there her body was found naked her clothes are floating in the water with like the sand like substance on it which no one was able to find out what that was which i think is really weird because just like you would think that they would test for that yeah somebody out there knows what that is her room key and her her watch were both down on her her body was bloated and pretty decomposed at this point it was green with some marbling on it there was no evidence of physical trauma sexual assault or any form of suicide but there was medication found in her, in her system, which was Sinatub, which is a sinus and allergy medication, and some ibuprofen. And there was also a really small dose of alcohol found in her system. It was like 0.02%. So, well, um, wouldn't that be like severely diluted by the time they found her? Yeah, because she, she technically went missing on the 1st, and they didn't find her body till the 19th. Okay. So there's still traces of alcohol in her blood system, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's been 18 days. That's insane. That, to me, feels like she was doused in alcohol through and through. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. And get this. On February 21st, the LA coroner's office um, issued that this was an accidental drowning due to her bipolar disorder. Like, her, like, having a mental breakdown. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no trace of how she got into the tank was ever found. The door and the stairs to the roof were locked and it had an alarm on it. Though the fire escape could have been the only way she could have got there because the fire escape does lead to the roof. When the dogs, like, the police had dogs on the site and they were searching for her and they went onto the roof and no, no one found a trace of her. Like, the dogs could not sniff her out. Weird. And also, in the autopsy, it does not say what the results of a rape kit or the fingernail kit. Like, none of those, like, are not on the autopsy. And that's really weird, because it's just, like, those should be on the autopsy. You should know whether or not, like, there was some sort of sexual assault. A pool of blood was also found near her anal area, which 
Okay, it, this could be from sexual assault, but this also could be from her bloating body, like, decomposing. Okay. Her phone was was not found at all in the water tower or in her room. But after she died, her Tumblr blog was updated. And posts on her queue was, were published, and people still don't know who it was. They could not trace anything back to, like, this person. September 2013, her parents filed a wrong wrongful death suit claiming that the hotel failed to inspect a seek out hazards in the hotel that presented an unreasonable risk of damage to lamb and other hotel guests the hotel basically said they couldn't have foreseen like any of these like events happening so the lawsuit was dismissed nothing else has been talked about the case no other information has been put out people still claim that they didn't see anybody there or like see anything weird which I think is really weird, because just like, first of all, how does she get into the tower? How did she get into like the tank? Because there's, it's a heavy door opening. Mm-hmm. A twenty-one-year-old girl herself could not. Cause she she's a tiny girl. She's not like she's small. You can't push that open by yourself. So I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like if somebody messed with the footage then somebody knows what really happened yeah or it was somebody that worked at the hotel i didn't even think about that until like i read like more into this like people like that didn't even think about that at all um which would make sense because like if you do watch the footage there's a point where she turns around and her eyes look really weird like her mouth looks really weird it looks like black like, her eyes look black, her mouth looks black. It's really weird. It looks almost as if, like, she was possessed. That's creepy. Yeah. It, it creeps me out so much. It's really weird. Damn. It's really sad, because it's like, it could have literally been anyone. Mm-hmm. And they don't know who it was, because they just didn't take any DNA samples or rape kit samples. Exactly. I'm sure they did take repeat samples, but I like I don't think that they wanted to publish that because of maybe something that happened. Yeah, maybe, but like, isn't your first priority to catch the person to like bring justice? You would think that, but then like, how many cases of so many people like covering up things or paying off people to like not tell them what's actually going on? Yeah, that's true. A lot of. A lot of payouts. God damn. Yeah. That's fucking sad. She was 21. Like, she's in her second year of college. She was getting ready. Like, she literally just wanted to take a trip somewhere. Like, it's so sad because, like, you can tell how, like, enthusiastic she was. Like, just, like, by her Tumblr post in general. Like, she was, like, just a bubbly girl. Yeah. Damn. I've heard a lot about this one. I've listened to, like, every true crime podcast on this one. So... (laughs) It's so crazy, dude. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I definitely think whoever did it either worked for the hotel or knew somebody that worked for the hotel. Yeah. I just don't think that there's any other explanation for that. I don't think there's any way that she could have done this herself. Oh, that's not even a thought in my mind. I don't think she did this to herself. Yeah, the fact that they push it off as, like, basically, like, a suicide attempt is fucking ridiculous. I feel like Listen, I don't give a shit, but I feel like cops do this thing where if they don't know automatically that there's a murderer, it's suicide. 
So that, yeah, so like, that they don't have they to don't do anything. They don't want to have to do like any work for it. Like they don't want to have to like bother to do any work for the investigation. So they just label it as a suicide, which is so fucking sad. Yeah, but that's how I've noticed it is with a lot of cases. It's like, mm-hmm. like with kids that disappear, it's like they're runaways. No, they're not. They're like never runaways. And it's usually like they had like a great life, and then all of a sudden, like they just decide to run away. Yeah, exactly. Like, that makes no sense. What do you think yeah. happened? I I believe that like something maybe someone in the hotel saw her and was like, "Hey, there's a there's a girl here. She's young. She's pretty. She's alone. Like, I'm gonna take advantage of that." I I did see one of her Tumblr posts on the documentary. Her talking about like maybe getting to like try to meet somebody so maybe she did meet somebody and then this person just turned out to be just the wrong person and something bad happened oh her bio says you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life oh that's so sad that that literally just gave me chills honestly because just like what the fuck but then again like uh her tumblr was updated afterwards that's so creepy. Mm-hmm. Well, what I can see is that she really enjoyed writers. She did, yeah. That's what she was going to school for. She wanted to become a writer. That's crazy. This is crazy. It's, it's like it's like you know when you see dead people that are like that were young when they died and they're on mm-hmm. like movies and stuff, but you're watching yeah. them now. Oh, I can't do that. It's crazy. I know. I'm like, like I didn't want to go to her Tumblr and like. Like read old stuff just because like I feel like I would have gotten really really creeped out. It gives me like a bad feeling. It is creepy, but I'm not seeing anything that's her own posts, which is weird because doesn't oh this tells you oh that's cool. When did what was when did she go missing? What was the date? The official date was January first, two thousand thirteen. Her fucking Tumblr gets updated until like late February. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Like people, someone was updating her Tumblr. Was this person just, like, they had her phone? Yeah, her phone was never found. And no one could, like, trace trace it to anybody. That's so creepy. Dude, this is creepy. Because it's like, you're looking at somebody else updating. The Ugh. fact that nothing was ever updated about that, and then like, they just, like, pass it off as a psychotic break, is fucking baffling to me. Yeah, it's like, you don't have a psychotic break, and then somebody is, like, stealing your phone posting on one random social media account take it into account that this is 2013 and she probably has facebook she probably has twitter it's like why are you doing tumblr unless you know that she has a tumblr mm-hmm. sorry I'm, I'm still on it but i don't want to okay yeah you're fine i just like i'll say uh, do you have any life updates gosh sugar daddy <laughs> Period. I'm not even gonna talk about that. This, this. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, she did. She got a sugar daddy. Stop, Dean. That's his name. Dean. Yeah. Eric was like, "You sound jealous," and I was like, "Are you not? Are you not jealous?" <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm jealous of the amount of money. What the fuck? <laughs> That's so much. I know. All right. 
I have no fucking life update. Alright, guys, that was another episode of Moody. A true crime podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at uh, Moody underscore a true crime podcast. Email us on uh, your stories uh, at um, moodypodcast at gmail.com. And then, you know, give the Twitter some random ass followers. And yeah, maybe uh, we'll start posting on there if you guys actually follow us. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you guys are following us, we'd be posting. <laughs> but guess what? <laughs> but you're not. Uh, but that's moody underscore crime, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, bye!